Hello there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined today by my co-host, Connor. And today, we're talking about week week three of the NFL. So, we started out with that Browns and Steelers game on Thursday night. Ended up being a pretty decent game. Mitch Trubisky can't hit the... That's who their quarterback is, right? Yeah. Still still going with Mitchell. Can't can't hit the uh, broadside of a barn. He's uh, Mitch Trubisky. I think we kind of... He's missing a lot of throws, so much so that the receivers have to pull OBJ moves to make catches. That yeah. was a phenomenal catch, by yeah. the way. Great catch. Johnson's a great wide receiver. There's not a lot going on for the Steelers. That defense is still really good, but how much can you ask of them? You know what I mean? Like Exactly. So It's a lot to ask if you're trying to win games I mean, while you can only score a touchdown, maybe yeah. two. The defense allowed 23 points because of that garbage time six points on the hook and ladder. Speaking of that garbage time hook and ladder, that lost me two bets. I was about to make good cash. Oh, I'm sure that hurt a lot of people. I was about to make good cash. So I had a plus 800 super boosted bet on FanDuel that was the Steelers plus seven and a half Najee to get a touchdown and Chubb to get a touchdown. The two touchdowns hit, and when the Steelers got the ball and had it on the last play of the game, they were down. What was it? They were down two points? No. No, the Steelers were down like four. Yeah. It was some it was weird number. No, four or five. Because it like ended that. up being. Yeah, yeah. So they were down. It was within the margin, so I was good. And all they needed to do was not let the Browns score on the last play of the game in which they, the Steelers, held the possession of the ball. Doesn't seem like a tall tall task. However, one of the most botched pitch handoff things on a goal line I've ever seen. The hook and ladder has a tendency to end up. Like, it's super easy. You just got to keep the ball alive and a lot of times it happens to fall to the they don't defense even, and they don't even give themselves an opportunity a yeah. lot of times to get take a shot so i had another bet at the same time that was a four-leg parlay for nick chubb to score a touchdown kareem hunt plus 20 uh, 25 plus yards rushing and nashi harris 40 plus yards rushing all three of those hit pretty early and all i needed was the match total to stay 45 or less the over I took the under at 45 and a half for the match and that was a plus 389 four leg parlay there so I put some cash on that too and the last play of the game I mean they it was I think we were at 41 no it was at 40 match points there's a total of 40 points scored so all I needed was the Steelers to not score a touchdown and I was good, but I was pretty confident that wasn't going to happen on the hook and ladder play. Mm-hmm. However, what caught me by surprise was Cleveland scoring the touchdown. But that pissed me off because I was like, even if somehow the Steelers score a touchdown here, I hit one of the two bets and I make the mo- and I make half of the money because they ended up being similar payouts. And then we all end up here on that one play, losing all of the money, last play of the game, on what, some stupid stuff. What I would like 
to say regardless of the money is the Browns almost found a way to ruin it but on third down the Browns got close to the first and they bring out the chains to measure so if that there was like 49 seconds when they got the guy down so that means game clock keep rolling play clock keep rolling play clock is at 40 seconds game clock is at 49 so the play should be snapped with nine seconds remaining right i'm pretty sure we were watching and i bitched about this to you while it was happening but they wanted to bring out the change chains so they brought out the chains measured it's short now it's fourth and inches and the game clock is set at 49 but the play clock since it got stopped gets set at 25 and both start rolling so you literally just gave if this was a different situation and you weren't like on the 40 or 50 or you were more like you were at your own 20 so then you punt and you give the other team like two three plays you give them a chance but the way it should have worked out is fourth down brown snapped the ball with nine seconds you run around as a punter for five seconds and kick it as high as you can game over but they legit had to punt the ball i don't know why i get the we stop the clock you got to do this stuff but i i think it was so stupid can you just tell the chains guys to like not come on the field don't stop the clock let it keep rolling not if you have to measure to figure out if it's a first down or not to me those 15 seconds that you lose yeah no i agree with you i think you should take those 15 seconds off the play clock but i'm saying you can't tell the chains people to not come on the field no, because they i want have to the measure. i want the 15 seconds to stay on the play clock because in certain situations you might have just lost the browns the game or given an act so flip it say the steelers were driving and clock was rolling nothing was going to get set in time and then you hard stop the clock basically give them a timeout and you save them 20 seconds i get to measure but i don't know just in my mind that hurt the browns so much and watching the ending of the game i was watching to see if the browns would find a way to lose the game because they because of how they lost to the jets i'm like they're they're literally gonna lose it on something stupid and then that happened i was like oh just watch just watch they didn't end up losing but in my mind it was perfectly set up for him to get screwed yeah that was uh that was a wild one for sure all right what do you want to what do you what do you so sunday's you games talk about next let's let's first talk about the jags being impressive yeah i'm done with that i think they dominated that game from the coin flip they ran the ball really well trevor lawrence is looking good they're keeping him protected we knew they gave him weapons and and they're just spraying the ball around and moving doug peterson has been fantastic for trevor lawrence yeah it's been really fun to watch and i think on the first touchdown they scored to give them 13 points in that game it looked so easy for him it was like a 20 yard pass probably a 30 yard pass because he's at the back of the end zone and it's just an absolute laser 
on a line, just a flick of the wrist, on the run, just kind of bootlegged out. I don't remember if it was a design or if he got flushed out. Either way, he bought himself some time, took a few steps, found his spot, zipped it in a window, and it looked so easy, so clean, so smooth, and really just was like, this guy is going to be good. He was a no-questions-asked number one overall pick, and nobody would have argued that. And you're kind of seeing why. The just raw talent is unbelievable. It's absolutely Do- crazy. Doesn't get flustered, can make every throw, can move. It, he's got a chance to be fantastic. And the Jags will basically go where he's able to take them, which is kind of a cool concept for Jags fans because... That's a high ceiling. Yeah, you got a very high ceiling with a guy who's that good and has that much potential. I mean, you're seeing it. They're 2-1 and one with two very quality wins. And a chance for a third, but they they could be undefeated but made a few mistakes late in that game. That's, that's what young teams do, though. That last fourth quarter, end of the fourth, is going to be things to watch for that young team. If they can keep that clean and perform well in those moments, they're going to be a really good team. And you know the first week of the season is a pretty good time to make those mistakes. I know all games end up being weighted similarly, but get those mistakes out early, come back, beat two quality opponents with two good wins in the next two weeks. Weeks, I mean, come on. That's, that's pretty good. So let's move on to the bagels here. No longer have a bagel in the win column. <laughs> yeah, beat the Jets, the lowly Jets. But controlled the game from the get-go. Looked good offensively. Looked good defensively. First good game they've played. First time they haven't shot themselves in the foot. They didn't have too much longer to take time to figure it out. So hopefully they did. Because they put themselves in a little bit of a hole with their 0-2 start. Yeah, they are definitely going to need to make up some ground here. They lost some games they shouldn't have lost in my mind. And they're going to have to pick up some games somewhere else. This AFC division is going to be tight. Fortunately for them, they'll probably be winning their division. But Hopefully it's them and the Ravens, and the Ravens are looking pretty good. Again, it just they're going to have to pick up a couple. Yeah. So, because wild card's going to be hard to come by this year. Yep, definitely against the Jets. Good time to turn it around. Hopefully they have. We'll find out on Thursday when they play the Dolphins. That'll be a really good game. I'm looking forward to it. And the helmets. It'll, it'll be a good test for both the Bengals and the Dolphins. And those whiteout Bengals uniforms are unbelievably fantastic. They are crazy, crazy good. And then the Dolphins, though, playing the Bengals Thursday night. Can they beat three of the top teams in the AFC three weeks in a row? Ravens, Bills, Bengals? I think they can. It was an impressive Bengals win. I mean, not Bengals, Bills win, sorry. Um, Lower scoring than I think most people expected from both teams. But their defense showed they can slow some of the better offenses down and at least have the, have the opportunity to slow them down. Absolutely. I think the Dolphins could 
tor- I think the Dolphins are going to continue to put up points. I think this game is going to come down to who's going to put up more. I do think this that that because that's it, to me it looks like how they're built. They're going to be built on a high scoring team. But like you said, it was good for them to have their defense come out and hold the Bills to a low score when they needed it. I mean, yeah. the last two weeks the defense hadn't needed to do too much. I mean, they had to make a few stops on Lamar. And their defense got the Bills... The Bills had the ball at the end of the first half and end of the game. And the Dolphins were able to get them off the field without even attempting to score points. No field goal attempt, no shot at the end zone. There was nothing. They really were able to get the stop when it mattered when they needed to, which was... Good to see for Dolphins fans, and I don't know if it continues. They could make some noise. Yeah, they could. Absolutely. So, the Eagles waxed the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Also, a team that I am going to just, I feel like I'm going to enjoy watching this year. One of those really fun, high-power teams. And I think uh, I think they could make a pretty solid run, you know, if they can get a good spot in the playoffs, get some home field, get a get yeah. a break or two. Yeah, yeah, they look really good. Devonta Smith had a wild weekend: eight receptions, one ninety, and two touchdowns. Yeah, and or sorry, one seventy, but and the couple of catches were unbelievable. Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball significantly better and more efficiently than he did at the end of last season. So if they can add a really dangerous passing game, not just a singular deep threat, but a really efficient killer passing game to what is probably the most unstoppable rushing attack, look look out. It'll be really tough to stop them. And they got like seven sacks. Yeah, that was the one that blew me away. And they had six of those in the first half. All over Carson Wentz. Yeah. And I don't think Washington's offensive offensive line is anything special. But that that's a lot of sacks. And they got talent on the edges. They got good secondary play. They might be the real deal. And I didn't I expected them to win the east coming into the year but i didn't expect them to be like the real deal real deal this is how the the last time i felt like them felt like this about them was when they had carson wentz and he went down and nick Foles came in and took them all away their super bowl year yeah yeah they're they're a really good team really dangerous we'll see once they start playing what we consider the top teams in the league but as of now they're the real deal absolutely Absolutely. Definitely a fun team. The Rams, kind of uh, not impressed. Definitely can't complain about a 2-1 and one start, especially when that one is against the Bills. But nothing Just not convincing. Impressive. Just nothing. Just nothing about it screams to me, you're the defending champs and are going to do it again. No, I'm not seeing a team that's like screaming, we're going to repeat. This is... Very lackluster on offense, lackluster on defense, a lot of turnovers, a lot of sloppiness. 
and didn't expect that at all. But you're winning games. So if you can win games and stay above water until you put it all together, you're in a great spot. And this team will be there at the end. For sure. We haven't talked about the Colts, have we? No, the beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, first win, kind of needed it, to be honest. Desperate team. There's no way they make the playoffs with an own 3 start. You say that, but then you look at their division. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're banking on the fact that the Jags are going to be legit and stay legit all who, year. Who just waxed you the week prior. So the Jags are 2-1. and one. Had the Colts lost 0-3, oh, it's recoverable, but definitely a hole you don't want to be in. Still, that offense did not do well. They needed a lot of help from the Chiefs. Muff we'll to punt on the first punt of the game. Put the Colts inside the red zone. Score the touchdown. Bing, bing, boom. You're playing with the lead for most of the game. And Chiefs continue to shoot themselves in the foot. I think that was the big story of the game. But the Colts obviously had to take their chances and make the plays that they needed to, which they were able to do. But ho- hopefully for them this can be the turning point as a Chiefs fan or the Chiefs in general zero things to be worried about I that would, seemed so much like a one-off to me that you just push it away and I, say alright that happened I agree but I don't want to discount that win too much from the Colts because things can get out of hand so quickly with the Chiefs and the fact that they kept them to the point where yeah they made a lot of mistakes but usually if the Chiefs make there's a lot of games last year we were watching the Chiefs and they'll throw three interceptions in a game and still come out winning by two scores. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying so for like the like, Colts don't don't take it and be happy. Be like, all right, this is this is a good win. Let's turn this stuff around. Definitely as a Colt, that is your mindset. But as a Chief, push it under the rug. Doesn't oh, absolutely, you. absolutely. In my mind. The Raiders are 0-3. Two heartbreakers. You lose last week in overtime on a fumble because you let the Cardinals tie it up and get a two-point conversion as time expires. You score in the last minute of this game, two-point conversion to tie it. You don't do it. So I just want to let you know that the Raiders are very lucky that the Broncos dropped the game against Seattle, a game that I believe they should have won. Yep. They're lucky the Chiefs dropped their game against the Colts, and they are lucky that the Chargers dropped their game against the Jags because they're sitting behind the Chargers in the AFC because they're going to definitely be a wild card battle, not just a divisional battle between those two. They're now only one game behind the Chargers still. Only two games behind the Chiefs and the Broncos. They are lucky that nobody in their division and that both the Chargers and the Broncos are not 3-0 right now because an 0-3 hold, despite their talent, is incredibly hard to overcome in the NFL. I don't think... I'm thinking more along the lines of 
they're in these games, they have every chance. Oh to no, no, do no, 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 no! So I'm not, I'm not saying record, that they weren't heartbreakers. I'm just rec- saying uh, that's oh, what I'm worried about. I, I know. If I know. I'm 0 and three, and we got beat, beat, I am just this 0 and three hurts to me so much because you had it and your own mistakes, turnovers in the red zone, not being able to hold out for the last minute of the game. Like those little things, they gave them away late. That's what hurts about this, regardless of being down two games in a division. I think the Raiders are more concerned with their inability to close a game and play clean football. Oh, absolutely. I I agree. I just think that your season's the, not the, lost. The Owen th- it's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, the thought process at the moment is what you think No, find a win. You think, Any way necessary, well, find a win. Obviously, but if you're from from an own 3 standpoint to make the playoffs this year, you're probably looking at 12 and 5 to 11 and 6 being the cutoff for the AFC. Would you agree? Something like that. 10 win minimum. 10 win is the absolute bare minimum, and that is absolutely not a guarantee in the slightest. So at this point, you've got 14 games left, and you've got to go 11 and 3. 11 and 3, something like that. But honestly, if you're thinking like that, your season's already gone. As as a team absolutely yeah. but i'm and saying even as, as, a fan, as a fan it's just like that's even as a it's, fan, a, it's a hard it's a hard place be to be it. it's a hard be hard place it. to be and like you said it's even harder place to be when you are in that spot after the way you've lost the games because like you said they could have easily been two and one easily could have been two and oh they could have been three and oh themselves you know it's with the schedule they had with the way the games have gone i mean obviously Three and I mean, they got beat. Yeah, you got beat. You lost three. You gotta. I don't know. You gotta prove that you can win it late in games. And I said that this... has been the reason they've lost all three. They were not able to come through late in the game. I said this in the in the power rankings episode, and I'll say it again. It's like one times a coincidence, two times. Oh, it's just fool me once. Kind of. Shame on you. That's... Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me three times. Like, I'm almost maybe there. we were just, you're I'm, just bad. I'm almost there. I am almost there. It's, they, they got to win. Who are they playing next week? Oh, that's right. That's Broncos right. That's right. in Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas, in Vegas, in Vegas. So if, that's You got tough, a chance man. to get a win. They've got a chance to get a win. You know, talent-wise, you know, as a Broncos fan, I'm definitely scared of this game. Uh, Going into the season, I had pretty lofty expectations for the Raiders, given off-season moves and the fact that I do love Derek Carr. They were in the playoffs last year. No, I know. And And didn't really lose anything. In our minds, it was only addition. it, It was only addition, so there's no reason this team shouldn't be at a better spot than they are now. But you got another... you you got a in what my mind is a real team coming in here. You don't have a cupcake that you can just get your feet back on the right track. You got to come out and you got a game plan. Not only is it not a cupcake of a team, it's a divisional game. And at what point does the pressure to get that first win just become daunting? That, and especially for Josh McDaniels. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked that he's 0 three. 
feel bad for the Raiders. Hate that guy. I, uh, oh, and he, their offense is looking terrible, and they're turning it over. Yeah. They're dropping passes, and yeah. he's the he's the offensive guy. He's yeah. supposed to get you rolling. Yeah. With literally anything, and now he's got Derek Carr and four legitimate weapons. He was doing it with Tom Brady and towels in New England. Yeah. So, tough, tough start for them, but I expect the Raiders to turn it around and at least put in a, a couple good games here this season. They will. They'll turn it around in some aspect. I don't know if they can fully right the ship at this point. Um, they've taken on a lot of water, but you never know. It is the NFL. People have overcome greater odds, but not many. Not many people have. Lions put up some good points. Vikings made it made it interesting. Took care of business at a divisional home. Lions held the lead the whole game. Not too much to say about that. I mean, result was as expected. I did. I was on the fence fence originally about the result of that game. You know, and it it shows you why the Lions can put up points and hang with teams. But when it comes down to crunch time, I had. I had to put my my mental money on the on Yeah, the, the Vikings uh, were able to pull that one out down early. Kind of made me a little nervous, especially coming off the Monday night spanking they got. But able to put it in, put in the win. Divisional opponent, good job. Got to gotta look for ways to improve, though. Here's a... In between week three and four, temperature check on you for the New Orleans Saints because you were pretty pretty high on them to coming in the year. Yeah, their moving? offense is stupid. I don't get it. They play super passive, and you can't even call it like dinky dunk because they're not even getting like three four yards of play early in the game. Early game they're sucking, but they went and drafted a legit good wide receiver and a fantastic deep threat in Olave and he put up fantastic numbers but that's because in the second half when you're down you're like all right whatever it's already too late Jameis go try to make something happen and he's been he did it against the Falcons they had every chance against the Bucks, and he almost did it against Carolina if you don't give up the fumble for a touchdown early in the game you take those that touchdown away seven points they lost by eight and i think there was a two-point conversion in there somewhere but you're right there and i get Jameis will turn the ball over and that's you gotta live with it but you also can't limit your offense in the first half to where it's just pathetic and put everything on a second half comeback obviously your offense is better and more efficient when Jameis has to push the ball downfield and take risks, obviously it's also more risky for you in terms of turnovers and all that. But there's got to be some middle ground for them to start a game because it is awful how they start games. Yeah, it's it's so hard to play. And their in defense the NFL is good. The their defense is really good. That game against Carolina, Carolina's defense scored a touchdown. They kicked a few field goals. And they got one deep touchdown. One deep ball. So your defense makes one mistake, and it costs you the game. Not really, because the offense made too many mistakes. But their defense is legit. So I get trying to play passive and not putting your defense in holes, but you got to play to your team's strengths. 
but playing passive to not put your defense in a hole has put them in holes and it's so hard to play from a hole in the NFL. It's exactly. so hard. Yeah. You got you got to play to your strengths and understand Jameis is going to do some dumb stuff, but he's also going to do a lot of good if you can put some like you got to put him in the right situation. Exactly. And right now they're not doing it. They are not. Any other games you want to you want to touch on? No. I I think my highlights have been hit. Yeah, I, I think for me as well. I mean, I was hoping to have something to say about the Bucks Packers game. It was kind of defenses dominated, which is the exact same thing in the Broncos. And you kind of game, just both those games, you kind of saw that coming. If, if you defense. were watching either of those games, thinking it's going to be a shootout, you were wrong. But yeah, nothing, nothing else comes to mind. All right. Well, that'll do it for this one then. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end here, and we'll catch you on the next one. Hello, Mile High Hot Takes fans. This is your producer, Alex, and I wanted to tell you about another show that I produce called Deep Dive. It's a music plus talk show that guides you through some of the greatest albums of all time, and it's exclusively on Spotify. You'll be able to listen to an iconic album along with the story of the album in between the songs. Search for Deep Dive Albums or click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280HotTakes. Got feedback for us? Send an email to 5280HotTakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilarger Productions. Oh, thank you.